Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao Welcome to Dragon's Den, brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Sisko, over here again with Dragon's Den. And we are on episode 11, everybody. Here we go, so close to the end. The final episode is around the corner. But before we toss in the towel on Joe and his Megalonia dreams, there's one more obstacle standing in his way. And this episode right here, it will leave you at the edge of your seat from start to finish. And the stakes are so high this time, it's even more than a match itself. Team Nowhere is fighting for their lives in a nail-binding episode of Megalobox. Guys, guys, episode 11, we've been doing this for a while already. Since episode one, I've been loving this show. And yes, there has been a couple episodes where I'm like, hmm. But at the end of the day, for the most part, I want to say 93% of this show has been excellent. From start to finish, character development, new characters, awesome stories, twists and turns. And this episode by far could be the best. And it probably isn't for the fighting is for a little 11-year-old with 
a Kango hat on, doing some shadow boxing and rapping. And you hear in the, in the beginning of this episode right here at Dragon's Den, we hear Sasho do this epic rap. It's so fantastic. That's going to be in my uh, iTunes for a whole, whole year. It's going to be in my head for a long, long time. That is one of my favorite parts of anime right there, when something can captivate you and stay with you for a long time. Let's get into it right here. Caught between a rock and a hard place, Joe has a difficult decision to make. Throwing the match, throwing the towel against Glenn Boros, or win and take the wrath of what Fujimaki has in store for Team Nowhere. And with the threat of death looming even closer, Joe enters the ring alone. So many highlights in this, so many things happening. I mean, looking at this right now, one of the biggest takeaways from this episode right here was the inner turmoil that Joe was going through in this match. Do I go back to my roots as an underground fighter who throws matches for money? When I went so far, fought so hard to get where I am right now, and whether they are lucky fights or legitimate wins... He has grown as a person. Maybe not so much, but at least as a character um, in, in respecting what it is to be a Megalobox fighter. Also gained the respect from his peers and enemies as well, too. Of course, the inner, inner turmoil doesn't start there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we see Nambu as well, too, facing his own demons. By putting Joe to the test one more time in this grand stage, this giant farce of a match, throwing this match for millions and millions of dollars, do one more like we did before, and having having that that I guess those demons kind of rise out of his body and and try to talk him down like a little devil and angel. Should you be doing this? You should be doing this. Should you help Joe? Who cares about Joe? What is the scorpion going to do at the end of the day? Is the scorpion going to sting? Or is is the scorpion that's going to cross the road like the last story we heard about? It all depends right here. This, this, This was crazy in my opinion because of the fact that we had just... We didn't know what was going to happen in this match. I didn't know what was going to happen in this match. I had a feeling because the show is very much paint by numbers. But at the end of the day, hell, we could have had a match where um, he could have just lost the fight. And maybe would have saw an episode with him and Yuri fighting in the backstage. I don't know. I don't look ahead in spoilers. I like to be surprised with this right here. Um, another big turnout in this match, in this episode, when we start the match up against him and Boros. Oh, man. Let's talk about Boros for a second. I love the American accent. I love the lion gimmick coming out in a monster truck with a posse of people there having his own little hip-hop Caucasian crew behind him with the lion mane on him. Bro, this guy was a superstar. This entrance was fabulous. Speaking about entrances here, we get to see Joe come out, and this is very, very, very weird. Add a character for Joe. We get to see Joe come out with his training gear basically on. He has gear finally. Gearless Joe has gear. And I think it surprised everybody, especially in the audience. It caught 
caught everybody off guard. And, you know, you had the crowd kind of turn against him for a second. Oh, if he was such a big shot, he wouldn't have his gear. Why call himself Gearless Joe? I guess he wimped out. Guys, sit the fuck back down right here. You're about to watch some gladiator-esque fighting happen with some machines on their bodies. You could calm the fuck down, okay? Joe's been doing this for a hot minute. Joe's been doing this, fighting the best of the best without a gear. Now he shows up with a little gear this time for a little bit of boost, and you're going to be going ahead and cursing him out? I don't think so. That's not how you should be about Joe. Joe's the dude right there. Anyways, let's talk about my man, Sachio, bro. Midway through the episode, we see Sachio just randomly starts busting out some sick rhymes. You know, without any setup or warning whatsoever, it looks like the director took a page out of Red Garden and decided that, you know what, we're going to have our characters randomly break out into song the best way we can and then cram another single into the soundtrack for some reason. Now, don't get me wrong, the rapping was awesome. It was just really, really unexpected, but I loved it. It was just unpredictable, and it was just fun how it was coexisting with Sasho's um, breakdown, too, a mental breakdown, seeing Joe give in to what Nambu's telling him to do and throw the match, Nambu just not caring about Joe's interest or Sasho's interest in getting to the top, top of the cream, the cream to the, the cream of the crop, right there. Um, just a mental breakdown from Sasho, just running away from his problems whatsoever. But he goes back into what Joe was teaching him about fighting, and uh, not just physically fighting, but fighting through life. And pick a goal, pick a obstacle, and punch it basically. And while it may not be the best obstacle in the world, he finds himself at the training ground where Joe was essentially training the whole Megalobox episodes. And we get to see him do his own little training montage with his sick rhymes. And it was just freaking crazy. It was awesome. Awesome all the way. It kind of goes back to Joe fighting Boros. And we get to see Joe with the gear on, seeing um, how he can handle against a tough opponent like Boros. We get to see um, him ignoring Nambu. And not ignoring him in a way where he's being... Uh, I'm going to win this match no matter what. He essentially is agreeing to throw the match for the safety of him, himself, and Nambu. Um, Sasha as well, too, excuse me. But also, he's taking punches. He's not blocking. He's, like, essentially hurting himself for uh, for all this tragedy that's uh, that's about to unfold if he, if he does try to win this match. He's basically taking the blows for everybody right now. Essentially ashamed of himself, saying he got so far, and now he has to do this. I'm not going to listen to anybody. I'm going to go out on my own terms, basically. If I'm going to get knocked out, I'm going to get knocked out. To the point where he almost gets knocked out. And then with that training montage happening, when Sasha finishes, he runs to the stage. We see Yuri in the crowd. Pissed off because he knows that Joe's off. He's probably throwing some kind of match. He goes to the bottom, watches his match from the floor with Sasha, and they're both telling Joe to get the fuck up, bro. We're seeing, Yuri, hey, you made that promise to me. You made that where you want a real match? You want to go, you know, toe-to-toe with the best? You know, my silver locks just chilling right here with my purple eyes. You want to fight me, bro? I am the white wolf, okay? You're the dog. I am the white wolf. So... We get a little bit of encouragement, that respect that I was telling you about before in earlier episodes. Yuri has that respect for Joe. He wants to see Joe succeed, and it gives Joe that boost of confidence to kind of get up. But it wasn't until Nabu saw right through um, 
everybody's um, basically painted window and just said, you know what, F this. You know, Fujimaki's not going to let Joe go whatsoever. He's going to have him continue fighting in the rings, in the underground, losing matches for cash, disrespecting him. He's not going to let Nambo go. No one's going to be free after this. So what does he do? He starts punching and wailing these bodyguards in that office, knocking people out, breaking those headphones, saying, Joe, get up and fight. Fight for you. Don't fight for me. Fight for yourself. You're so close to get there. Go knock this dude out. And what does he do? Lands a nice little counter, counter, excuse me, uppercut right to Barrow's face, knocks him out cold, and Joe wins. Mind you, he wins being gearless because his, I guess, training gear essentially breaks down halfway into the fight as well, too. So he wins as gearless Joe. He comes in as a moniker of himself almost, uh, a mediocre version of uh, of what he, he grew his legend to be. And now he he defeats the enemy without the gear. It's freaking awesome. We get that great fight with him and Barros, those great entrances, and uh, just an amazing scene of confidence within all the characters saying, we have your back, Joe. And Joe getting that confidence as well, saying, I'm going to do it for me. Knocking Barros out. And quickly we get to see him... Sashio run upstairs to the office, and we see Nambu crouched on the floor, and we see uh, my man Fuginaki just chilling, eating some fish. He's also munching on something else, and we see that Nambu kind of has sacrificed himself. We all thought he was going to get shot down, stabbed, sliced up, but it seems he paid the price by taking out his other eye. Remember, he had one eye to begin with. Maybe it was because of the same situation, but carved out his own eye with a butter knife to give as tribute saying you know what i saw the best fighter in the world for the last time i don't need to see anything else my boy's gonna win and that alone scored them their own freedom saying if you're crazy enough to do this bro if you're crazy enough to really cut out your own eye just to say you know what my pupil made it then you know what you're free i'm done you can't break a man like that so he lets him go. Or does he? I don't know whatsoever what's in store for the next episode because we see him smile at the end. But we got a blind Nambu now with full confidence. Joe and Sashio about to get things done for the next coming episodes. These episodes are almost done, people. I don't know what to feel about this. I love this. This, 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 this show's awesome. It gives you everything you need. I don't know. Uh, Fujimaki, is this the end of him? Not too sure. But... Definitely, if the season two is picked up right now, I'd love to see what would happen with him. I'd love to see Joe go toe-to-toe with him, man, because this dude looks like he throws down himself as well, too. Um, you know, it, it, it was tough at first. I will say this. Uh, I was starting to fall out of love with the series, and then, bam, this episode drops, and it was just like, boom, out of nowhere. I mean, um, after that dismal fight between Joe and uh, uh, Mikio, uh, I was looking for some high stakes and, like, a... And like a really crazy great match between, you know, Barros and Joe. And I feel like I got that with the episode called, you know, Death March. We, we saw something happening there. We saw a Death March definitely in this episode. It delivered on all cylinders right there. You know, outside the match with Nambo and Sashio, 
um, basically dealing with the consequences of winning the match. Um, that was also as, uh, awesome as well, too. Seeing Yuri face-to-face with Joe telling him to get up and to hang in there and fight because you have to fight me. We're supposed to have that real fight. We even end this episode with Yuri training. And you see Yuri's dog is growling at him like, you're out of character, bro. What are you doing? But Yuri's excited. He's like, you know what? Joe's the real deal. He even cemented it by saying that guy right there is the real deal. So let's wrap this up right here. Episode 11, A Death March, offers a perfect setup into next week's finale, wrapping up most of the external conflicts, so we know that next week's focus can be very important between the match with Yuri and Joe. It's been a long road, and we're almost at the home stretch. Can Joe defeat Yuri and win it all at the end of the road as a stray dog? Only time can tell, guys. We're going to have to see what happens. We're going to have to leap over the edge of death and just push forward and see our boy Joe do some uppercuts, do some hooks, do some jabs, and go crazy. And that's really, really about it, guys. Um, I'm done being hyped up right about now. It's been a while since I recorded. Hopefully, this was entertaining enough for you guys. Um, my name is Val Cisco. If you can find me on Twitter, at Val Cisco. On Instagram, at Val Cisco as well. Two Sideshow Conversations is on Anka. It's on iTunes. And, of course, it's on Spotify at that name, Sideshow Conversations. You can see all the material, whether it's Pop 5, Dragon's Den, At The Movies, Nothing To Watch, Nothing To Play. They're all on there for your enjoyment. So please, rate, review, subscribe, favorite, like, do whatever you got to do. Because you know what, guys? I enjoy doing this. And I hopefully, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy this as well, too. Me slurring and slaying and going crazy right now with my eccentric self. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Sideshow Conversations, also on Instagram, where we do fun little things each week. Uh, Fun little pictures and memorials and um, posters that we post up. And... Also on Facebook, that Sideshow Conversations, where we talk all things nerd culture. So please, stop by, have a cup of coffee, and enjoy. Anyway, guys, I'm out of here. It's been real. I had a great time. Hopefully you guys had a great time, too. Until next time, later.